It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Now it is our time to break this down, provide some insight and some analysis. We'd love you to be part of the show. The telephone number is 0800 150 811. You can text us here on double eight double three. Joining us on the program, All Black great Justin Marshall. Justin, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Wado. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, look, um, before we start maybe just breaking this down and looking at different aspects of the game, just give us your overall thoughts on it. Um, look, it was predictable. I, I thought, given the size of the Irish named, and, and they're bringing... Look, they're bringing some firepower to New Zealand to take on the All Blacks. And they're bringing a side that's established, a side full of experience that will test the All Blacks. And everyone knows that. I've been talking about it. The fact that there's been extra games added in is a bonus. Uh, We all knew that the the team outside of that side that Andy Farrell knows is our strongest side would be I don't know, let's face it, uh, a second tier, maybe third tier outfit. And to be perfectly honest, I, I thought that's exactly what it showed. Um, the game itself, here we go. Let's get this started off, mate. I know you're a guy that likes conversation, and I know our listeners will as well. Um, look, I question A, whether or not the uh, the Māori play a traditional style that they've been known for, or they're just a a New Zealand side or a super side that play a methodical style of rugby that beat the Irish, and they did uh, quite comprehensively. I watched the whole game and thought, yeah, they're going to win this game. Or they played in the tradition of Māori rugby. I don't think they did. But there's times where they could have taken quick taps. They could have sped the line out, they could have played in the tradition that is Māori rugby. That wasn't evident to me. So what was it? Was it a chance to give the Māori a game and chance for the Irish to have a B team come out and develop some depth and have players get some rugby? There you go. So, that's, so, my, that's my breakdown of it. Yeah, so Justin, from that then, are you disappointed they didn't play the Māori way? They didn't play a little bit more yep. ad hoc or the way that William Webb Ellis hoped that everybody would play the game? Yeah, yeah. Look, look. There's no doubt about it that they have a specific way to play. So they're either going to play that way, uh, whatever, or they're not. And they didn't play that way. They they played a very structured game. They played territory. Um, they worked their way into the game. They, I guess, brought their key players into the game through uh, sort of suffocating the opposition to. I guess, making mistakes and then capitalised on that. But it wasn't the razzle-dazzle that we know that Māori rugby produces. But when have we last ever seen that? Mm. You know. So, so who, who... I think that, mate, what I put, yeah. put this way, I think they're stuck in this sort of cyberspace of uh, now that they're a force in rugby and they've got this impeccable record and this historic record of beating all these sides traditionally, that they then go, you know, we've not been beaten, we've not been beaten. So they don't go out and play how we expect them to play and produce that type of rugby that 
and absolutely bamboozle the opposition. They, they're going out there to win. And I don't take umbrage of that because they went out there and they won. They structurally, the same thing, um, McMillan did that and the, the players that are experienced implemented that and they did it seamlessly. So, so what do we want out of the, the occasion, uh, I, I guess? Uh, yeah, so what I'm sort of taking from this, Justin, and the more you talk about it, I, I probably don't disagree, is that... Yeah, they didn't really live up to the Māori brand of rugby, did they? they yeah, they might have Māori jerseys on, but did they yeah, play perhaps the way we would like them to play? And was it a good advertisement for Māori rugby tonight? Yeah, well, look, mate, look, uh, I think it was 17 minutes ago. There was a penalty right, you know, nearly in front of the post. And I thought to myself, oh, they're going to quick tap this, which the Irish did regularly, to be fair, but they were chasing the game. Um, were they going to kick the touch? Were they going to show us something or whatever? And they, you know, they decided to kick for goal. Which they, they actually missed the kick for goal. Uh, and then, I don't know, five minutes later, they did the same thing and then they opted for a scrum. But by then, you know, the game was six, seven minutes further on and they had it in the bag. But, you know, we, we, where do we get to in the sort of, I don't know, the space of, what is this team of about? Is it, what's it about? Is, yeah. it, is it about playing this style when the, when the opposition come into town and they have to play the New Zealand Māori, they go, okay, here we go. We're going into this game. We don't know what to expect. Or do we go into this game and it's a prelude to what we expect from the All Blacks? Because I watched that game and thought, mm. it's a structural All Black game. So mm. that's given Ireland the mindset of what's going to happen on Saturday to a degree because this is not a side that's playing anything different than what we regularly see through Super and probably progressively onto the All Blacks. Yeah, so Justin, is there an issue here at coaching? Do we not have any coaches with vision or do the rules of rugby just have such parameters now that it's very hard to reinvent the wheel? It's very hard to continue the evolution. I mean, you're right, because I think I always get, sometimes I get excited by Super Rugby and then 20 minutes into it, I'm sort of like, oh God, it's the same old, same old. And um, yeah, I suddenly start to lose a little bit of interest. And you're right. I mean, what we saw tonight, I mean, if anything, Farrell's just sitting there going, OK, this is how the All Blacks are going to play on Saturday night. That's fairly simple. We won't need yeah. to do too much in-depth analysis on the video, will we? No. No way. And, and mate, no. No, that's not the way that, that it should progress. And it's not the mindset. And I can't agree with the fact that that's the way the game has to be played. Mate, honestly, when we sat down last year and we watched Fiji take on the All Blacks, I thought, holy moly, this is Fiji playing against us. And they yep. played. Yep. They just played the way that they naturally play. And it was awesome to watch. And I watched a Drua play. And you watch teams across the board who have a unique, specific set of skills in the way that they play. And they, look, they've got, to, they've got to also play within boundaries of the game. So they have to adapt to, you know, an 80-minute game and not be stupid. But if they get the balance and then they have that little bit of razzle-dazzle in the way that they can play, like, I remember watching this interview, Watto, the one after the Blues played the Drua, uh, I think it was in Melbourne, and Bode Barron going, oh, oh my God, mate, but we, we prepared for this game and he said, we, we, we knew what they would bring, but how do you prepare for that? Mm. He said, how... 
So he said, we knew what they would bring, but he said, we knew they would bring it. But they, you know, they just do things out there that we can't control. And I don't know if the Māori are doing those things that traditionally in the past that they can approach a game and that is completely bamboozling the opposition going, this is Māori rugby. It's this complete, spontaneous, instinctive rugby that will completely bamboozle you at times and you just can't ever prepare for that. But tonight they look like a structured team that went out there with a methodical game plan implemented and they and they won. But have we, because of Super Rugby, because of the way of our teams playing a, a similar way, playing the structured game, have our players forgotten how to play on instinct? Have they, are they scared of playing ad hoc type rugby, playing with freedom? Not necessarily, but they've got to have the... They've got to be, empower, they've got to be empowered to do it. Yeah. That's right. They've got to have, and the courage to play that way. Mm-hmm. Look, 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 think about those players. They're all fringe all blacks in that Māori team. They're on, they're on the cusp. You've got Cullen Grace, who's sitting in there. You've got Ioane, who's not far away. You've got TJ and um, Brad. You've got all blacks across the board that, 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 that they know the all black sectors are watching them. So if they do something Māori <laughs> orientated with a little bit of sponsor, or instinct about it and completely balls it up. But, you know, they go, oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, and, and don't get it right. If they get it right, that's amazing. But if they don't, the sectors go, yep, that's why. That's why he's not in there. So yeah, I, the balance is off. Um, I, I, I just, look, don't get me wrong, what I, and, and look, you're going to get conversations about this for the rest of the evening, and that's fine. But, you know, I come from an all-black mindset and a Crusaders mindset, and I've been in the environment. And when I used to watch the Māori play in my time, I used to watch them play, and they played with this instinct for the game mm. that the all-blacks just didn't have. We, we just didn't have it because they had this uncoachable, unnatural instinct just to go out there and do things on the rugby field. They were uncoachable, but they were encouraged to do that. I watched a, a team go out there tonight playing like an all-black B team. Mm. And, and they... And, 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 you know, so, sorry, because I know I'm talking a lot, but what I want to say is, I'm sorry, but what's wrong with that? Because they've methodically put away, you know, an, an, an Irish team quite comprehensively. They've done nothing wrong. It's not their fault. And they've, got, they've, they've absolutely got the result. And they've got it, they've got it without really raising too much sweat. They've done it. They've done it with accuracy. They've done it with... So it's like, bloody hell. We, we, I don't know. I'm, I'm just sort of trying to find a way to say... I'm not being critical, but I'm just saying... Yeah, what, yeah. What, the, the, yeah I don't think they're... I don't think they're acknowledging the heritage of Māori rugby and the way the game should be played. And that was, and that's probably the disappointment in all of it. And now that you highlight it, um, it's a fascinating point that you make, Justin. I think a lot of people will probably agree. Uh, and I think rugby needs something different because one of the things, Justin, the first thing somebody texted in was just how disappointing the crowd was tonight. I mean, here we are. We've got Ireland yeah. here. We've got the Maori All Blacks, and that you know about a quarter full. And you know, mm. it's it's not going to get better unless we provide a product that's more entertaining and less predictable. Yeah, it was disappointing to see the crowd. Uh, mm. I thought it would be 
much more anticipated uh, this this game than that. Uh, the, the the pre-game prelude was amazing, obviously with the anthems and then the, the haka, mm. and then the tributes to Sean Mainu was massively appropriate. And it's just like this game is set up for Maori rugby and New Zealand rugby with that little shoulder, and the, and that shoulder's got to be shifted from the All Blacks to take its place in the game. Because they are different in the way that they play, okay. so, so, and and did it did it deliver that? What did it did it did it um say? You know no, look, I, I, Justin, Justin I, this is the way we play. I, I think you summed it up. It looked like an all-black B team mirroring the all-blacks. Now, can I ask you this then? Yeah. So I'm sitting there tonight thinking, well, okay, we'll have a look at this Irish team and we'll see the way Ireland are going to play, and I can't imagine it's going to be too different in terms of the way their number one team is going to play. But from just listening to you now, who takes more out of this from what they saw tonight? Does Andy Farrell now go in with a better understanding of the all-black game plan, or yeah. does Ian Foster now have a greater understanding of the way the Irish are going to play? Yeah, well, the Māori gave um, Ian Foster no idea of the fact of if you want to throw the ball around, if you want to have a little bit of a go on the outside channel, like you know, Sean Stevenson with his break, brilliant, but apart from that, we really didn't see Connor Garden Bashup uh, and any of those outside backs really in the game. So, you know, we didn't see that, I don't know, that flamboyant style of play where we can really push Ireland into areas that they don't know how to defend. So, look, in my mind, unless the All Blacks come up with something miraculously different, they didn't see anything they haven't seen in Super Rugby. There's no way they did. Like, you, like, you mate, you've, you're a mind for the game, and all the listeners are here as well. You tell me... You saw something from the Maui and New Zealand rugby there tonight that was completely different to what Ireland have probably seen and, and, and sort of premeditated themselves to come here and defend in New Zealand when they've arrived on their shores. Bloody hell, I'll, be, I'll go uh, but, but just, that. But Justin, I, I, I haven't seen any evolution in the All Blacks game since 2017, no. to be perfectly honest, going right back to the British and Irish Lions. I've still been waiting for someone to ask the hard question, what has changed with the evolution? Can I ask you this? Your time in the All Blacks and your time in Crusaders, did you throughout your career naturally always feel like there was progression, that New Zealand was continuing to write a book the rest of the world were going to read? That, for them, say, when you first came into the All Blacks, by the time you got out of the All Blacks, it was was a very different game. The All Blacks had continually evolved. Yeah, well, but yeah, geez, mate, I was lucky. We, we were in a successful era. Um, you know, we had a yeah, yeah, but you create, but you create, but you created that era by having coaches and stuff who had some vision and players who were prepared to buy into it, who brought ideas to the table yep. and said, "Hey, let's try this." It's just my intuition and my natural instinct to suggesting maybe we could do this. Absolutely. And we, and you know, I'll make no secret of the fact that we revolved it and evolved it around certain players. Mm. Why would you not, when you've got Jonah Lomu in your Correct. team, or Christian Cullen in your team, or Tata Umang in your team, not revolve certain patterns in the way strategic you want to play around players that can either break defenders or at least you throw them in the pitch or hold defenders? You know, they just have to put themselves in the eye line and defenders go, oh, and stop. Mm. And bang, that creates space for others, you know. And then you've got great manipulators like Andrew Mertens and Carlos Spencer, you know. So, yeah, absolutely, we, we, we did. Um, but we, we were continually trying to paint a different picture because if you paint the same picture from week to week to week to week, 
with the analysis and the analogy and the videos that's going on nowadays and the technology, people will figure it out. Um, it, 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 I, I guess... Justin, yeah, Justin, it sounds to me like we're almost overcoached now that the players just, it's a bit like NFL, they're just chess pieces. It's, yeah, well, it's not, we're not overcoached. We just have to have the license to be instinctive. And, you know, one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got when I was really struggling with my game was from Wayne Smith. And he said to me, what are you doing out there, Mushy? What, what the hell are you doing out there? And I said, oh, I don't, man, I'm, 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 you know, I've, I've just, for the pass and the, the kick and the and the, the decisions about it. He goes, yeah, you're not playing instinctive. Why did you pick up the ball when you first started? Mm. I said, well, because I knew what I was doing. He said, yeah, be instinctive. We, 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 some of our greatest players in the game, they don't play under structure. They play under a structure, but when something evolves in front of them, they're instinctive. And when they're instinctive, they are the most lethal rugby players on the planet because we know the game like no one else in the world. Mm. Because we pick up rugby balls when we're three, four, five years old. Mm. And we go, you know what? I know how to pass it. I know how to kick it. I have vision. And if we've got the license then to be able to do that and not stick to a structure and a game plan, like the Māori should not be structured and orientated towards, then we can cut teams in the world completely apart. Okay, let's just look at some of the parts of the game tonight. Let's look at the set piece. Let's look at scrum time. You've sort of said basically this is almost an Irish third team. Um, Not a a bad New Zealand Māori side on paper in terms of the forward pack. Uh, did Did you feel that one side had ascendancy over the other or there was a bit of parity there? And how concerned should we be based on that in terms of what their number what their number one side might look like on Saturday night? They were pretty tough, I thought, the Irish up front. Um, they had their moments, scrum time, but, you know, in a, in a general game under refereeing, you'll have, uh, you'll you win some and lose some. Um, I thought they didn't, uh, they didn't lose that battle, uh, not entirely in set piece. Their line-out was pretty efficient. Their breakdown work was pretty good. Uh, when they had I guess time inside the 22. They were good at clean out. Um, they were tough enough, to be honest, Otto. Uh, so they'll be good there. And, and obviously their test team will be, you know, two to three times better. So they, they're competent up front. And they always have been the Irish. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's that grit nature that they've got. So, no, I don't think that we would be worried because we shouldn't be worried because it's what we should expect. Um, and that's what the Irish will deliver. Uh, you know, for me, we've been undone uh, recently is their manipulation. You know, the, 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 I guess the architects and, and Gibson Park and Johnny Sexton and the Ring Roses and co, uh, they've, they've, they've been the ones that are hurting us. But, back to your question, they've been able to do that because their forward pack has given them a good ball. Mm. Good rough ball, good platform ball, good line-out ball. And I didn't see anything tonight where the Māori were massively dominant to go, oh, my God, we can actually attack them in that space. But, you know, we're a step up when we go to the Test match on the weekend. What did you make of the performances of Brad Webber and TJ Perinara in the halfback position? Yeah, yeah, no, look, geez, we're so blessed. And uh, TJ coming on uh, with his experience, I thought his clearance was really good. Um, Brad Webber, 
He's just more interesting. I've tried, you know, like, yeah. It's, it's difficult because I, I could put themselves positionally uh, in, in the situation that I'd be in and go, you know, if I was sitting at home, I, I, you know, to be honest, well, I think TJ's taking this well. Moldy, man. Like, this guy is a world-class halfback, and um, he's now having to come off the reserves bench for the Moldy. So he's gone from, you know, All Black, you know, last year, end of year tour, starting test matches because Aaron Smith was out, to number four. Mm. And is he number four in the world? Um, I don't know, but look, if, if I was the All Black selective and All Black coach, I, I would not be worried about selecting at nine. I had many options with different varieties. I'd be more worried about what's around that nine and how that make, how make, how makes that nine operate at its maximum. Hey, Justin, did um, Craig Casey, the halfback for Ireland, we didn't see any real sort of kicking from the base of the ruck. We didn't see the high ball, which Ireland have been very good at in recent times. Are they Did they not show their hand tonight in that area? They won't do it, mate. No, um, look, if they were going to do that and play that way, uh, I, I know Andy Farrell well. He coached me at Saracens. Actually, I played with him, which is even worse. So I like I played with him, and then I played the following year, and he retired, oh, what, three, four years younger than me and went into a coaching role. So really showing my age here. But I, I know Fares really well, and he's a massively positive skill set. Well, he, when, he, when he went from player... And also playing into his coaching role, it was skills. So he has no enjoyment out of not playing with the ball. Mm. There's no, there's absolutely no uh, comparison between uh, uh, Jameson Gibson Park uh, and the fact that he is the, the, the starting nine um, because of the way that because of the way, because of the way that he plays. Uh, and the fact that the Ireland don't kick the ball. Mm. It's simply because he's quick to the breakdown, he takes steps, he's on the point, and he's not a kicking halfback. So the fact that we didn't see that tonight is absolutely no surprise to me whatsoever. OK, Justin, just a couple of quick other things before we do let you go. Cullen Grace at eight, he was magnificent in that Super Rugby final. A lot of people scratching their heads saying how he didn't make... Uh, sort of get into the All Blacks. Uh, did he, he did he back that up tonight? Oh, man. Jeez, you're on the questions, don't you, tonight? Um, look, oh, look oh, there's, no, there's no way that the All Blacks didn't have, the All Black selectors and coaches didn't have any influence on his elevation. So he's not the All Blacks, he's not in the Māori, and then all of a sudden he's starting for the Māori out of nowhere after a final. So... They did. I think they wanted to see him in that environment. Uh, did he absolutely reinforce to them that they made a good decision that he wasn't in the squad? Probably no. Uh, God, it's hard for me to say, but it's harsh because he's still competent. So probably no. Um, so so, so general, you, you still don't think at the moment in the real, real cauldron no. of international test rugby he's he's there yet that maybe his level is still super rugby? I think he's on the edge, mate. Um, yep. Look, he didn't do anything wrong tonight. Sort of try. Look, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because you're talking about 
a massive amount of talents in that area and, and where you're going to go to. So, look, I'm, I'm putting my all-black selectors and coaches hat on, and they've gone, boom, they've taken their loose forwards, and he's not in there. Mm. And then all of a sudden, massively, he's come from not even being in the Māori to in the Māori and then starting. So he's, they've gone, oh, shit, we've seen him play over the last two to three weeks, and he's actually pretty good. So they've gone, let's throw him out there, and I've said to Clayton McMillan, and I don't think there's any rocket science about this. There's no, there's no, there's no hidden agenda. You know, they've had an influence, and Clayton's been told start this guy. Um, he's good. He he was good. Um, geez, would he start for us in the weekend? Probably not. Um, but he ha- he has to be in the mix somewhere. Look. Mm. You've asked me a lot of questions, I guess, in the last uh, couple of months, and I I reckon that's one I probably can't conclusively answer, to be honest. No, no, you're allowed to. Hey, just finally, too, I thought San Sullivan was excellent tonight, and, boy, we've got some depth at fullback when you look around the country. I mean, his ability on that left foot to kick, too. um, Mm -hmm. In fact, if anything, I thought, yeah, he certainly looked the best of the New Zealand Māori tonight. He was good. I think he absolutely agree. Uh, He was one of the better players on the evening, um, he was the one that was instigating, and, and you need a spark somewhere. Mm. And like I said, instinctively, um, the Māori, they, they probably didn't probably play the type of game plan that I thought they were going to play. But hey, look, conditions might have dictated that. It wasn't a, a perfect night, and that can be conducive to, you know, actually, uh, and detrimental to your game plan, where you can mm. have a negative effect where, if you're playing too ambitious. So, You've got to add the old person that was prepared, uh, prepared to play, and I thought Sullivan was certainly one of those. And you know, there was others that certainly put their hand up, but uh, I don't know. It's a, I, I don't know how I feel what I, after this game. Um, no, well, well, I mean, if you look, if you go back a year and you look how poorly we played in that first up game against Fiji, yeah. um, but then equally yeah. to Ireland here, you know, we saw how long it took the British and Irish Lions to get going when they were back here in 2017. But I guess that's what we love about sport. Not quite sure about the outcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. look, there's no doubt about the fact that this test has already got drama. It's already got massive drama, even after tonight and the way that the Māori play, and they've won. Mm. It's a great start to the the whole um, next four or five weeks for New Zealand rugby because they've won, and and that's a brilliant result. And and secondly, you know, this is a very, very, very good Irish side, and we're vulnerable at the weekend because we've got coaches out and we've got players with COVID and we've got things that we can't control. We mm. have to adapt. Uh, so we're at the fortress. A place we haven't been beaten for, I think it's 48 years. Uh, 1994. Man, that's exciting. Yeah. No wonder the place is sold out, man. <laughs> hey, Justin, look, we'll love it. We'll leave it there. I appreciate your time tonight on the program. Thank you for staying up. Thank you uh, for joining us. Great insight. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. Cool, lads, anytime. There, Have a good night. There you go. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.